We here. It's Don Chen's The Wolf Mentality Podcast. It's pretty damn lit. Uh, long Wolf. Trying to think of some th- some interesting way to start, and like I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, Do you have a good one. Last week we had the vocal warm up. Do you have something good right now? Oh, dude, you put me on the spot like this. Yes, yeah, bad. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll get it next week. Uh, uh what up, wolves? It's Don Chen's. <laughs> I'm here with Josh. We're starting off cold. We're about to get hot. Yep. It's about to get steamy in here. It's about to get real steamy in here. How you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, stress from bar studying is really picking up a little bit, so I'm, yeah, you know, but I'm doing good. You I knew it was going to happen. You knew it was, yeah, I knew it was going to happen. So I'm, I think 34 days out from the bar exam. So that's like basically a month. That is, it's, damn, that is quick. I, I think the, the real freak out is going to happen when it turns February 1st and it's the month of, because there's so much material I need to know and it. No matter how much you study, you like you don't feel like you know it enough. So, but anyway, I don't know. I'm how, good. How is the? How are other like classmates feeling? Or do you? Sense Dude, well, so because I'm taking it early, so most of my classmates don't take it until July. There's only. So why are you? Why did you decide to take? I'm it I'm in this like special program to take to take it early, and then I don't take classes my spring semester. I just do like a work placement, and then I'll still graduate in May, but I'll be done the bar. So there's only 12 other people in the program and I don't really talk to them too much. I talked to one girl, seeing how she's doing. She's sort of in the same boat as me, but it's just a grind. It's a full-time job, putting in like 10 hour days of just studying. So it starts to, my brain is feeling a little fried. How are you able to stay focused? uh, I take periodic breaks. I do a lot of like random sets of push-ups and shit like that. The intermittent fasting really helps. Because I, I, my, I'm mentally clear like f- throughout the day when I'm, when I'm not eating. The second I eat, like if I eat late afternoon, but I still have some more studying to do, instantly it dips off because I feel a little more sluggish, a little more tired, a little more like I just want to chill. So, But the intermittent fasting helps get through the day for sure. Yeah, that happens to me, honestly, at work. Like I'll eat lunch at, say, 1230. Mm-hmm. And I can't even do anything productive till no. one, if, at one thirty would be early as shit. Like I can't get anything done as soon as the, I eat. The post lunch dump off is is the worst. Yeah, you, it's, it's crazy. You can't avoid it. So it's like I don't know if you fight through the first couple of days or a week of intermittent fasting. If you fight through that hunger, you're gonna not feel hungry after a while because your body's gonna adjust. Right, that's what happened. I've thought about doing intermittent yeah. fasting, but like not eating until once I'm out of work, because I yeah. feel like that would keep me productive. Because yeah, it literally takes me however long it takes me to eat, and then another hour almost to be like, okay, I can focus on whatever the hell I'm doing. Yeah, you lose productivity. Yeah, that's why I set my hours to later. I set my eating window from four to ten p.m. because I wanted it to be as close to the end of the end of the day as possible, so that um, I didn't have to interrupt my day eating and then lose productivity after I eat. You know what I mean? So, right. Just kind of tough it out to the yeah. end of the day. I've, t- I've told several people now that I'm intermittent fasting 
And the most common response I get is, I can never do that. I get so hungry. I like need to eat. And it's like, you just suck it up for a week. You won't feel hungry. Yeah. People don't get it. That's even happened in college sometimes, which this isn't a good thing to do, but when you're if you're pulling some kind of all-nighter shit, mm-hmm. you almost get like a second wind. Like if you stay up uh, past a certain time, yeah. you don't get tired anymore. And then like the like that would happen like once it hit like 4 or 5 a.m., yeah. I would be like more alert again. Yeah. And then by noon or 1 p.m. the next day, I would uh-huh. just crash. That's the same. But it's yeah. almost, a, I feel like that's I'm, almost the same. I'm don't very, advise doing that. I'm very familiar with that. I, I, I don't think there was one paper in college that I wrote not one sitting through the night from like 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. I wonder why yeah. that is. Like I get kind of more productive almost. In yeah, it's the cases. pressure. You don't have a choice at that point. Right. And there's also less distractions at that time too. Like nothing's going well, on. Well, that, but it's, it's like you literally can't procrastinate anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah. Or, so as long as you're disciplined enough to get the job done that you need to get done, if you you'll procrastinate to the very last possible minute you can and then the pressure is on and you don't have a choice but to sit there for 10 hours straight through the night and finish the paper so you could hand it in by 8 a.m and i i was such a procrastinator i needed that pressure in order to get a paper done in college i'm like that too. i was a shitty student in college though. really did i tell yeah. you i was great my freshman year Freshman year of college, I worked my ass off. And you I got were coming, great grades. You were coming in gunning? Dude, I came in gunning. I had a great GPA and I crushed it, all those gen ed things. Yeah. Dude, and then after that, I don't know what happened. I was just like, wait, why the hell am I trying? I need to just cheat my way through college. And then I just did that. <laughs> Next three years, I don't think there was a thing I did not cheat on in some capacity. Yeah. So once, they should take my you, degree away. <laughs> once you realize how, like, the bare minimum you can do to get by, it's so right. common. Yeah. It's human nature to just be like, all right, that's all I need to do. Because right, I'm like, why I'm am I working this hard when I can just get slightly worse grades and like try significantly less? Yeah. That's a good life skill to have too. <laughs> how to get around that shit. And actually speaking of the procrastination thing, did I ever tell you about that TED Talk I watched recently? No. I watched a TED Talk about creativity okay. and procrastination. Well, it's actually, this was just a part of it. And it's actually like the one thing I took away or one of the things I remember from it was that they were the guy was talking about how it's kind of like a bell curve and pr- the procrastination actually you can't be overly procrastinate like an over procrastinate like some people procrastinate too much right and it leads to they just give off shit work yeah but i was talking about how some people who are kind of like they kind of like worry about oh i gotta get things done early like i gotta do it now yeah like that almost leads to less product like less not less even quality productivity like yeah like a worse quality in terms of a, from like a creative standpoint like okay. your cre- the creative bell curve is like people need that sense of pressure yeah. so kind of like what you were saying like mm-hmm. pe- some people procrastinate until the point where they they give themselves enough time to do it mm-hmm. and do it well but it's like they have to do it now and you have no yeah. choice and that kind of that's spurs the money like spot. The, yeah because that's i don't i forget and is i'm that, butchering like the reason why but that's is that true in all contexts like with things, other things that you wouldn't necessarily think is creative, or is it just true in like art? Like I'm, I'm trying to apply that to writing a. a I think it applies paper. to everything. Like okay. I, I don't think it's just like an art thing. I okay. think it's just like yeah, writing or even business stuff. Like yeah, it makes sense. You, uh, I think it's just the idea of having the pressure on yeah. in general. Yeah, like everything. 
you need pressure to to produce uh, greatness in anything. Pressure makes diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds. Baby. <laughs> how, how bad have you been wanting to say that? What <laughs> <laughs> like who's gonna say it? Who's gonna say it? Who's gonna say it? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was funny. like, nah, I can't be. That's way too cliche. I can't just come out and say it. I like, beat you to it. <laughs> oh, before we before we forget, like, subscribe, rate, yes. review, share with the. Yeah, this is actually this is what I'm going to say is the most important thing. If you're listening to this right now, I assume you're subscribed because people who aren't subscribed to listen are probably listening to the interviews of someone they're interested in or know personally. If you're listening to these, I assume you're subscribed. So I'm not going to jump to the conclusion that you're subscribed. You're already in the wolf pack. So the two things next I need you to do, give a review. There's only like 70 something reviews, which is an atrocity because mm-hmm. I know there's way more people listening. So let's get whoever listens needs to give a rating. So it looks better, helps the, the show out. And the second thing is share it with people. And sometimes people be like, oh, I'm looking for new podcasts, you know, recommend the podcast, share yeah. with some, you know, if there's an episode that you think, oh, this person or my this friend group would like it. Mm-hmm. Text it to them or something. Don't just. I appreciate it when people post this. Nice people like repost it, but it means more if you send it to someone directly and being like, uh, yo, yeah. you will like this. That's more effective in uh, in getting a listener, right? It's yep. like a lot of times people. Po- and again, I appreciate it, but a lot of times, like someone will post the show. It's like no different than if I post it. It's like yeah. It's not, but if someone sends it to the person directly, be like, "Hey, I I think you will like this." As someone who knows you well, you're like, "Are oh, then I I probably will like it, and I'll give it a listen." So yeah, do that, please. We would both appreciate it very much. Thank you. Okay. Thank you in advance. Thank you in advance. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? What uh, I wanted to mention? I I mentioned this to you. Uh, I forget. Maybe it was last week or two weeks ago. But I'm bringing it back because I saw it again. So it's been like. 25 degrees outside for a couple days and i know this fashion trend of dudes not wearing socks and rolling up their ankles which i thought was just a summer thing but apparently these dudes in new york city are so dedicated to this trend (laughs) that they'll they'll show off their fucking ankles in 25 degree weather but no socks no socks because i do that shit i'm showing the i'll show the camera like (laughs) i do that oh this hurts my leg i do that like the socks but you got the layer on yeah you're you're staying warm right i still got the drip but i got the layers i got the utility and the drip yeah they're just going drip no but also you're you're rolling your pant sleeves up with the socks under it is your drip i'm talking about the dudes that wear those like low cut shoes with no socks or or just no show socks skin just just to, to show their ankle skin and rolling their pant sleeves up. I saw d- dudes on the subway doing that. I'm like, it's 25 degrees outside, man. It's so man. cold. That's, what what I, are that, you trying to prove? I don't even know if that's even drip. I don't think I don't think the move is to show the skin. I think the move is to show the socks. Yeah. Oh, well, I'd agree with that. But yeah. That's I, don't, a, I don't know what they're they're trying to. Dude, fashion makes no sense, dude. Like my like these shoes I'm wearing. I'm wearing the clunky Yeezys. Like mm-hmm. these don't look cool. These are ugly. I, they look kind of cool. I like them. I think they're. I think they're sick. But like, you know what's? It's because uh, they're Yeezys. If this, like, yeah. if you didn't know these were Yeezys, you would never want to buy these. Yeah. <laughs> but that sort of style came back around. You know, uh, is that the Balenciagas? Those real bulky. The, yeah, yeah. Those are the like, ugliest things I've ever seen. Yeah, because they or, make or, them like the ridiculous colors and shit. Yeah. Too. They're like make yeah. They're like the gross chunky shoes, and then they make the colors stupid too. So it's like all around. Stupid. They look like. 
a $20 pair of shoes that you'd find at like Payless shoe store in the nineties and Balenciaga just comes around and how much are they selling for? Hundreds of dollars. Hundreds and hundreds of hundreds. Like Crazy. Hundreds. They actually did a thing at Payless or no, was it? Fuck. There was a study where it was like, not a study, but it was like they messed with influencers. They like, they brought these influencers to some event pretending it was some kind of bougie <laughs> luxury brand. And they're like, oh, you're getting this exclusive look at this yeah. new, like the new drip. <laughs> but they were $20 Payless shoes. And then mm-hmm. they had all these like douchey influencers being like, oh, this is like so swaggy. Yeah. Look at this. This shoe is so cool. <laughs> I and love shit I would, like that. Like, How much would you pay for this? Like 500 G. <laughs> like some, some crazy amount of money, $500 or something. And they told him at the end, like, yeah, these are actually $20 Payless yeah. shoes. Like you're an idiot. I love... I love that type of humor where they just trick people and then make them look stupid as fuck. <laughs> that that shit is so funny to me. People people do that. It's like another thing is where they've done people do things where they have a keg of O'Doul's, so uh-huh. like non-alcoholic uh, beer, yeah. and people think they're drunk. Dude, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there was a. I think there were some girls I had graduated high school with, like in eighth grade. They were chilling with some high school guys, and the high school guys. Like rolled up a joint with oregano in it and lit it for them, and they were like acting all loopy and shit. <laughs> I don't know. I have like a memory of hearing about that shit. Like that is so funny. That'd and, be funny to do, cause but I feel like that'd be tough because I'd want to laugh in people's faces. Yeah, so exactly. Hard. Like imagine being at a party where people are acting like they're shit faced, but they're not drunk at all, yeah, and you yeah. know, and you're trying to like. You're like gotta play the part and yeah. shit. Like I don't know if I could do that. I think I should like, <laughs> yeah, die laughing. Like, yeah, I could. Stuff like I couldn't. I couldn't uh, carry a joke on that long. I, right. I, like someone does something embarrassing because they like acting <laughs> drunk, and you're like, e, like you're not drunk. That's really awful. <laughs> like, that's so much worse. Damn, that's so yeah. funny. Oh. So I was telling you before. I've been. I'm in a great mood today. Yeah. Phenomenal mood. I, had I can a, feel it. I had a good weekend. Good vibes. And great I, weekend. And I had great vibes today. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Every it's been great. But I've been going through this weird. Like I think I'm having a really long man period because I've just been super moody all the time. Man period. Man period. I've like you know, like heard. when girls have periods and they get moody. Is that a thing? <laughs> like I'm having a, a I'm having period. a really yeah. long man period. A man period. Yeah. I thought and, you were saying period like period of time. No. And I was like, what's a man period? No, no. No, I'm, I get I'm, it. I'm bleeding out of my like wiener. Like a girl period, but a man. Yeah, but out of my wiener. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. I've been like super moody. I either get like really depressed and <laughs> I want to hide from the world or I'm super hyped up like I am now. So it's a good thing I'm hyped up when we're recording the podcast. Yeah, that is yeah, a good thing. Yeah. Why, I don't know. Why do you think it, that is? I'm not Let's do some sure. some Thursday therapy, man. Yeah, I was I was telling you, I think it's like work, like being at work a lot of times. Like I think that's why. Then this weekend we had a three day weekend. It was longer. Like got away from it. So I think that's why. I like got mm-hmm. out of that funk. I just had a good weekend in general. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. And like I've also been having a thing with like like little like I've been not doing a good job of letting things roll off. Is it roll off your shoulder? Is that the yeah. phrase you would use? Mm-hmm. Like. I've been letting a lot of like little things people do really piss me off. And then it like affects yeah. me a lot. And I've not been doing a good job. I've been doing a good job of that. And I've been doing a good job of. Well, you don't want to suppress that though. Like if, if even if it's something little, if, so, if something annoys you, but like you don't want to suppress that annoyance. You just want to observe it and, and, you know, meditate on like, why, all right, why is this annoying me? What, what is this? 
it's like annoyance trying to tell me right now yeah, about like, this person or something like you know that's that's what a wise man does. that's what a you know i think it's what people do think like so for example like and i think it's a lot to do with the podcast a lot of things like you'll hit people up like i'll be trying to hit people up because obviously a lot of like getting people on networking yeah, yeah. and like other things yeah and there are a lot and then even like not even stuff involving that but that's like a lot of it you'll be like I'll be trying to get in contact with people and they're very clearly ducking me or ghosting me or yeah. shit like that. And dude, that just like, I don't know why I, I think, it, I've been taking it so disrespectfully that it like yeah. drives me nuts. Like, it I know, me like so you, mad. you know, they're bullshit and you can see right through it. I would shit rather like someone bullshit me. I'd rather. Oh, someone, you, the, well, you're saying they're not bullshitting you? What do you They're just you like ignoring me. Like just ghosting you. Yeah. And like that really pissed. And like there's been a few instances of that. And that like just drives me crazy. Like, I don't know why. Like, I'd rather someone just be like, hey man, like make up some bullshit excuse. And it's like, I know you're kind of lying to me, but I'm just gonna pretend then I believe just not you. Answer. And we can just, yeah, then not answer. And like shit like that's been pissing me off. A yeah, lot. that's mad annoying. Yeah, and it's been like, I don't know. It's like that that like put me in a funk sometimes. Like it's almost like a domino thing too. Yeah. Everything's like momentum, I think. 100%. That's kind of like how I, like this weekend started. Like this weekend started off good and then like I got some momentum and I'm like, all right, like now I feel great like today. Yeah. One, like Tuesday rolls around, I feel great. Mm -hmm. But last week I started like getting in a shitty mood as soon as I got back from my trip because then I was in Utah and then I got back to work mm -hmm. and then I was kind of in a bad mood and then it just kept spiraling yeah. that way. It just kept getting worse and worse. I know what you mean. I've, I feel like I get moody sometimes too. I think the key is to have objectivity over it where you can sort of remove yourself from the emotion and, and observe it and, and think like, why am I feeling this way right now? Instead of falling victim to it, you know what I mean? Where it controls you and you don't understand why, you know what I mean? If you can separate yourself from the feeling to be able to observe it and think, okay, I understand right now that I'm feeling really pissed off because this was annoying. Uh, so you can like acknowledge it, but you don't have to let it control your mood with you being completely unaware of why you're in a bad mood. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of what's been happening though. It's almost like my mind, like you need to control your mind and my mind has been controlling me. Maybe that's like the way to say it. Yeah. Like, I feel like my emotions, and any, like I recognize it, but then I would like struggle to get out of it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's good to be like get too high and then too low. It's like probably not good to fluctuate that much. You know? Yeah, it's volatile. It doesn't feel consistent. I, I feel that, man. That that happens to me too sometimes. But yeah, like I said, you just... Mm, if you have objectivity over it, you can sort of separate yourself from it. So it's, you know, your mind's not controlling you. You're, you're the one in the driver's seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be able to take a step back kind mm -hmm. of and like evaluate things as yeah. best you can objectively. But the mistake would be, and I sort of learned this the hard way is if something annoys you, don't try and rationalize yourself out of feeling annoyed. Because if you, if you suppress that, you know, that's going to, that's going to build up in the tank and you only have a finite amount of space inside the tank, metaphorically speaking. Right. So every time you, like something annoys you or someone, something, someone says annoys you or whatever it may be. And you just suppress that. You say, All right, I'm, I'm not going to get annoyed because I don't want to be annoyed. That's going to 
take its space in the tank. And when the tank fills up and overflows, that's when problems start to manifest in different ways. You get anxious or uh, you get like explosive anger because Ooh, that's me. explosive I, I anger. Am, I am explosive. Anger. Yeah. Yeah. That's so when, so when all of a sudden it's like the straw that broke the camel's back and you just explode. Yeah. That's a result of a, of a buildup of a bunch of micro annoyances that have built up and now the tank's overflowing. You know what I mean? So each micro annoyance you suppressed and you suppressed and you suppressed and then, but it's not that it went away. It just went into hiding. So then when the, the straw that broke the camel's back overflows the tank, then you're going to explode. Yeah. So, you know, they get getting anxious and not knowing why that's not good. Getting really explosive and having no control over that. That's not good either. So the key I think is every little thing that you find annoying sit on that for a second, let that annoyance circulate through your body and, and sort of try and understand it. Like, you know, this is fucking annoying, but what does that tell me about this person that just made me annoying or what, what can I learn from that? Yes. If, if you approach it with that attitude, I, th I think that's the key to, to everything. If you can approach it with that attitude, it, it, you're, you're not suppressing it. So you're, you're honoring your, your feelings at which you can't control. And at the same time, you're not letting it control you. Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. It's just like kind of what you were saying. If something upsets you. Something is upsetting you. It's it's approaching it in. How do I handle this situation as opposed as opposed to I'm going to just ignore it and not let this bother me. Because mm -hmm. that's almost like you said, you kind of ignore it, but yeah, it just kind of goes in the back of your head and then eventually it builds up. Yeah. So, yeah. That's definitely good. And what was actually funny, something I, I was talking about, like, I feel like it's disrespectful when people ignore me. But one thing that people do that's I don't know if it's like disrespectful in a way, but it, it does the opposite. I like mm -hmm. love it. Is I don't know if I've said this, but people unfollow me on Instagram. <laughs> I have one of those apps that tells you people unfollow. No you. way. Yes, and dude, <laughs> I fucking love it. Why? Why do you have that? You were just real curious. Because once I started doing like podcast business uh, content yeah, type yeah, stuff, yeah. like people, which I kind of understand in a way. It's like I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, now you're shoving this in my face, so like. People. Yeah. So I like I want to keep a record of it though. You know, I want to have a record of it. So I yeah. got one of those things for that reason. And dude, <laughs> I fucking dude, my it's literally my favorite things. If I like check it and it's like, oh, this person unfollowed you and it's somebody like I know personally or like I follow them, dude. I hit that on. I unfollow them so fucking fast. Like, and, it, and I don't know and why. It's satisfying. It as feels fun. good. It yeah. feels good. I don't know why. I just Dude. go and I slam unfollow and like it doesn't mean anything and they probably don't give a shit but it makes me feel good and it kind of it I think I've said it before too like sometimes when I get confirmation of people hate like I feel like people are hating on me it like motivates yeah. me that's kind of what it does so I'm like oh good fuck that person yeah. unfollow them and it like pumps me up so like, get them out of here but we don't need them but it's funny how sometimes like that is like disrespectful in a way but it pumps me up yeah. and it was some just something else that I've used disrespectful mm -hmm. instead of letting that motivate me mm -hmm. like oh it's worse ignoring me okay fuck them like well i'm just gonna go do this and like prove Dude. it wrong or some you know corny so, shit like so that you, and said that bothers me so look what just happened i think i think we just found a solution to your problem so what is it let that shit pump you up yeah should it Don't pump me it, up yeah it should pump you up <laughs> like every time someone ignores me like just by the way you're getting me really pumped no. up right now <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like text them nah, back. but like <laughs> you're lost motherfucker yeah you know yeah 
It's so funny though, too. It's like, there's so many instances like that where <laughs> like in your head, you're like, yeah, fuck them. Like I'm going to show them. But like, it's like yeah. really not like, what are you even doing? Like, you're not really doing anything. Like you're like, oh, I'm going to do all this shit. Like, I don't care. Like the haters hate. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing happens. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But just move in silence. Good. Dude, that reminded me of uh, when you said you're keeping a list. <laughs> that reminded me for some reason of uh, the movie Billy Madison. Uh, when Steve Buscemi has that like kill list, <laughs> people to kill, and then and then when Adam Sandler called and uh, apologized years later, he crossed Adam Sandler <laughs> off the list. But he had a list people to kill. That's, that's, that's what popped in my head when you just said that. I don't know if I cross them. Would you? I don't know. <laughs> that's something hard too. Is like if someone pisses you off like that. Let's say you feel like someone disrespected you, and then say they come around later on. <laughs> would you be able to cross them off cross the list or is it still list. like nah uh, like I, I don't I don't fuck with you like that still I guess it'd be a case by case basis yeah. I'd have to yeah I feel like I'd be petty and be like nah fam like yeah yeah I, I don't I don't about that I feel like that's how I would be I'd I don't have know. to see yeah uh, I guess once this podcast takes off and we're like mm-hmm. Joe Rogan and uh oh yeah yeah who, who do that, you, actually I should be Brent, should I be Joe Rogan or Brendan Schaub I look like Dude. Brendan Schaub, but people say I sound like Joe Rogan. I don't, I don't, I've never listened to Brendan Schaub's podcast. He has a few. I like him. Oh, he does? Yeah. No, I like, I've heard him on Joe Rogan. I like yeah. him, but I've never listened to his. Yeah, podcast. my hair was longer and it was all slick. No, back. but it's going to, it's going to be Lone Wolf Mentality Podcast. The Wolf Mentality podcast, podcast. With, with Joe Rogan and Brendan Schaub. <laughs> 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 nah, yeah. Um, what else? Anything else? Um, random shit of random shit. I think that's it for now. That's all yeah. I got. I don't have my. You oh, have did you listen to Mac Miller's album? I want. I wanted to say something about that. No, Mac Miller, like his last, is posthumous. The word posthumous, uh, like when you die. It's like after you die, uh, posthumous. Is it something he was working on before? Yeah, you died and, and then the dude finished it and put it out last week. Great album. Is it? It's called Circles. If you haven't listened to it, you should listen to it. Circles. Everyone who's listening to this. Um, but I just wanted to say Eminem also dropped a surprise album. One, it sucked. Two, he's an asshole for dropping it the same day as Mac Miller. I think that's disrespectful. Um, so I saw Eminem drop a new album. I haven't listened to any of it. Don't listen I, to it. I also haven't listened to any of Mac Miller's album either. Yeah, Mac Miller's album is good. I was never a, like, a huge Mac Miller fan. Like I never hated him. I just never listened to him. So the, I the, feel like, like his uh, downloads skyrocketed after he died, right? Yes, but I actually saw stats that his like uh, album sales, mm-hmm. they actually pretty much not completely, but were decreasing the more he got in his career. Like the albums that oh, had really? the most album, the albums with the highest sales were his early ones, like early mm-hmm. this past decade. And I was going to say the f- actually first concert I ever went to was Mac Miller uh, somewhere in Jersey. I want to say it, it could have been... St- was it the uh, Susquehanna Bank Center? In, nah, in it's Camden? a place in Sayreville, I think. Uh, I don't know why I can think of the name of it. But Mac Miller, the sickest, still, I'd say top three sickest things I've ever seen in concert. Mac Miller, he's really good at playing guitar. There's like a video went viral oh, really? too, him playing the electric guitar behind his head no at way. a show. And then at this one, at the one I saw, I went with Tyler. Tyler yeah. and Nick, I think, actually. And Mac Miller was freestyling while playing an acoustic guitar for like 10 minutes straight. 
Damn. It was really sick. It was really That's cool. That's some Post Malone shit. Yeah, it was really cool shit. So That's cool. The first concert I went to. Yeah, but fuck Eminem for dropping out the same day. I think that's disrespectful. <laughs> Dude, Everyone knew you, that album was coming. You hate Eminem. I hate Eminem. Any reason I hate Eminem, I hate him. So. No, but were were you did you always hate Eminem? No, I used to, he was he was the reason I started liking rap in the first place. Right, him cool. and 50 Cent. I, I used just, to love him. All right. All right, that's fair then. Cuz yeah. I was going to say I have so much trouble hating on Eminem because of how big of a fan I was when I was a little kid. Yeah, I was a huge fan. I was like eight years old and my brother is 14 years older than me was bumping Eminem and, you know, making me listen to Eminem nonstop. I learned all the lyrics to his early songs and I had no clue what the fuck I was saying. No. But I, like, yeah, even back then I was like, yeah, I fucking love it. <laughs> that was like, uh, one of my favorite songs when I was younger was, uh, because I loved Eminem and 50 Cent. One of my favorite songs was Candy Shop by 50 Cent. Like, <laughs> no clue what that meant. My, my mom even said something to me. Like, I remember, I don't know why I remember this, but I remember like playing it. My mom was like, this is so inappropriate. I'm like, what do you mean, yeah. mom? And she's like, you don't even understand what it's saying. And I was yeah. like, shut up, mom. I know exactly what it means. No clue what it, what it was saying. <laughs> MTV Jams, that music video. Dude, when I, <laughs> when I was like 13 years old, I would come home from school every day, turn on MTV Jams channel 142 and just watch all those rap music videos. And I was like obsessed with all the video vixens. It was just yeah. like, I was just watching the rap videos just for the fucking girls in yeah, the videos. Yeah, the girls and I were like, hot. Too. The, I mean, I, I'm like a 13 year old suburban Jewish kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, oh one, the, the one I remember with the hot <laughs> girls in the video was... Just a little bit with 50 Cent, which was another very sexual Bro. song. There were some hotties in that video. I don't know why. That That's video. like the one I remember as Candy a kid. Shop, too. Candy uh, Shop are good ones. Some, I, I used to fucking love Ashanti, man. Ashanti, yeah. She was, She's I great. had such a crush on her. Um, Beyonce's video, uh, Naughty Girl, when she's in that mar giant martini glass. Tonight, that life I'll be a naughty girl. <laughs> that life-size martini glass. I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Who's your biggest celebrity crush? When I was a kid? No, now. Now? Well, do, do a kid and then do now. Oh, dude. I had so many when I was a kid. I don't know. Uh, well, I, t I said Ashanti. But there were there were many more. Fuck, who was that? I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. I don't I don't really follow celebrities too much right now, so I wouldn't even be. A, I mean, there's a there's tons of hot celebrities, but I always say now I've said it before on the podcast is Rita Ora is my top top for me. Oh Love yeah, Rita Ora, dude. and then old when I was a kid, Britney Spears. Easy. Oh fuck, dude, how could I forget Shakira? Shakira was hot dude, too. Yeah, still is. Yeah, Shakira I think she hot. was my. Childhood crush and and is right now. Yeah, Shakira. But um, funny. who am I? Am I thinking of Eva Longoria? Is that the right? Yeah, Eva dude. Longoria I'm so fucking. Hot. I am so bad with so like matching celebrity names to fate. Like it's you not know a what skill I mean? you need to have. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not someone who stays up to date with pop culture like too well. I don't really, you know, remember. Keep tabs on what everyone's doing. Everyone always fucking makes fun of me for it. Like famous actors, I'll be like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> Dude, pretty soon actors won't even be celebrities anymore. All the celebrities are gonna be like YouTubers, and yeah, honestly, TikTokers, true, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, should we get into? Oh, that dude! I just got the receipt. Amazon Go. Did you ever go into that store? No. It's like 
future shit. It's, <laughs> it's right by Grand Central. I just got my receipt. You just walk in, you scan your app, your Amazon app, uh-huh. and you just steal shit. You just like take whatever you want. And it just charges and your And it just charges account? you later. Yeah. Like you don't even have to, you don't scan what you take. I don't tell it like anywhere that I bought it. How the fuck does it know? I dude, no idea. Are there multiple people in the store? Yes. So how do you not get charged for what other people take? Let's see what I, uh, I I, got charged for the two items I took. How do you not, how do you not get charged for what other people take? You literally walk in, there's like a little gate, you like scan it. It beeps, the door opens. You don't have to identify yourself at all. Once with, you, with each item that you take, what, you only identify yourself when you walk in. Once you walk in, you don't do anything. You just take whatever you want off the shelves and peace out. Dude, and then an hour I, later, you get a I don't like email that. receipt. I don't like that one bit. I think it's sick. No. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's sick on the surface, but deeper. How the fuck do they know? I don't know. Because that's what I think, too. Because even if you have good like geolocation services, if there's like five people in the store, how can it differentiate between me and someone who's like five feet away? How's it know? How's it know that I like that? That's, I, that's what yeah. I'm saying, man. I don't like that one. It's bit. crazy. I don't like that it's at all. It's nuts. How do they know is I even it, took it off the shelf? And like, you're like, take things. Is it and cameras? It, no. That like keep their eye on you and match up the times that you swiped so they they know it's you and then they follow, they look at you in the store and they see what shit you took off the shelf. There's no way. No, because like I do, I took some stuff off and put it back. I was like taking stuff and put it back, taking stuff, put it back. I, I did I like need, several times. I need answers. Yo, if any listeners have any ideas, please submit them how this fucking works because this is tripping me out. It's sick. It's I, really cool. Maybe. And the food is good. Maybe it's, it's good. Really it's cool. good like prepackaged food. It's cool so you get charged hundreds of dollars for what other people are taking I've gone like the five times. It's worked flawlessly every time. I don't. I'm a little rattled right yeah, now, dude. It's I sick, don't. dude. Je- I am down. I am down for Jeff Bezos to take over the world. Like I'm super <laughs> anti like the social media companies, but Amazon and Jeff Bezos can take over my life because they make everything better. Uh, everything better. Amazon's the best company ever in the history of history. Yeah. Ever. Do you ever have to call Amazon's customer service? Yeah. It's the greatest thing ever. A human answers right away, and you just have, you could have the tiniest problem. Be like, oh, like, and the they'll box just send you a, a new one. Yeah, no, like, yeah. Right. You want you want all your money back, or like, here's we'll just put money on your account. They yeah. don't even question it. Yeah. They just give you money. Yeah, no, it's I, sick. I don't disagree with you, dude. They're great. I, I'm I, I'm just like a <laughs> a little a, a slight skeptical, slightly skeptical of how that works. Like, yeah, I have no they, idea. How, like, I actually they're don't too get fucking it. smart, man. Yeah. I don't get how that works. I don't get that. It's weird. When when technology gets too smart, I start to get tripped up a little bit. I don't know. But that's not that smart. It's not like AI. AI shit is like too smart for me, but like just that, that's okay. The government's yeah. already tracking me anyway. So if Amazon tracks me too and I don't have to, I don't know. It's sick. Yeah. I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. How does it well, know? How, I don't know how it that's knows. What I'm, that, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Amazon anyway, Ghost Stores. Look them up. I think there's a well, bunch anyway, of cities. I'd, I'd still be down to, to check out the stores. There's one at Grand Central? Yeah. In Grand Central Terminal? No, it's like, you take the 7 here, right? Took the 7 right. to Grand Central and walked from Grand Central, yeah. That's what you do, right? Well, or no, you don't if, do the seven, it depends where I'm coming from. Well, you come into I'm, Grand Central, right? Yeah. When you walk out of Grand Central, it's, if you're walking to 3rd Ave, it's on the left side. So it's just like across the street. I'm like the other side of 42nd Street. Okay. And it's just like a big Amazon Go store. I'll have to show you. It's great. 
All right. Yeah. Sounds right. cool. All right. Let's get into topics now because we're wasting time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, first things first, fight recap. Big fight weekend. We, we watched the fight together. We did not hold hands, though. Well, so first of all, the reason it was a big uh, fight night was because it was McGregor's return. But overall, the card was relatively boring. It was boring, but I, it was a bad card. Because they don't do... I don't know if people realize this. They typically don't do a January pay-per-view. Right. You were telling me this. Because so. I think it has to do with... Well, one, they always have... Like, November one has always been the big MSG one. Yeah. They usually do a big one at the end of December. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's because... like trainer, Like, not trainers. Fighters don't want to be in fight camp like through the holidays and shit like yeah, that. So most people don't want to do it. And, yeah. So yeah. a lot of people just don't try to do the, like a January thing. So they don't even have a January pay-per-view. So they okay. only did the pay-per-view this time because to like get McGregor a fight. Yeah. So the car was kind of shitty. So like there weren't any, there weren't too many. The only people I yeah. even knew were Austin Pettis and Holly Holm. And Anthony, Holly Holm was boring and, or Anthony Pettis and yeah. Pettis just got his shit rocked. Dude, that was surprising. Well, I got, dude. The, so the thing that I noticed is first three fights, Jiu-Jitsu wins. Jiu-Jitsu went 3-0 in the first three fights. Pettis got rear naked choked. Uh, second fight ended in a guillotine. The, the the Jamaican dude was a much better striker than that white dude. And the white dude just brought him to the ground, controlled him on the ground, and then just finished a guillotine. And then third one, the heavyweights ended in a submission. Yeah, that doesn't happen. And the it was, it was so interesting because I've never actually seen that before. The heavyweights always just... Like stand basically flat footed because they're so slow and yeah, tired. Just swing until they're and like they gassed. both just beat the <laughs> fuck out of each other. And I, that's why I love watching heavyweight fights. But this Russian dude was going for takedowns. I was like, God damn, this is you don't usually see this. And then he finished a fucking armbar. It didn't look like he was going to finish it. It didn't look like he had a, a great angle on the armbar. But I was saying to myself, he was close. But then. Um, you know, the dude sort of adjusted, looked like he was going to escape. And I was like, oh, he's not going to finish this. He doesn't have the angle. And then all of a sudden it ended. He tapped. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, so, I would think that's an advantage because if you're a heavyweight, like you were saying, heavyweights don't know how to do anything besides strike. So I feel like if you have any semblance of a ground game as a heavyweight, that's a yeah. major advantage because most guys are probably clueless once yeah. they're on the ground. Well, so the dude that got submitted was actually, he was one of only two heavyweights uh, ever to finish with a triangle choke submission. So he apparently, based yeah, on that, he has, some ground he game, has a yeah. ground game too. But but yeah, it was interesting to see that heavyweights go to the ground. Big shouts jujitsu. Yeah, so jujitsu went 3-0. How long until you fights, move up I was so belt, do you estimate? What's that? How long do you estimate is like probable for you to be move up in belt? Me right now or you're saying the average in general? You. Uh, well, I made it my goal to go up to get my blue belt in the year 2020, which is a very reasonable goal. I originally, I made the goal to, to get my blue belt before I start working in October. You could do that. Cause that's about but, a year still. Yeah. So it just, it depends. Cause there's no telling when you're going to get a promotion that, cause you get stripes on your belt and you really have no idea when the professor is going to call your name at the end of class and say, all right, guys, before we line up, because we line up to shake hands at the end of every class. And they do it in front of everybody when they give you your So, so we do, class ends, we do a cool down where everyone just takes a spot on the mat and just, you know, everyone follows the stretching. And then we'll usually get up in a line and everyone will shake hands and the line will snake around and everyone shakes everyone's hands, has good training, right? 
But right before that, if the professor's giving out a stripe that day, he'll say, all right, guys, real quick, we got a stripe to give out today. He'll call up the person's name. Everyone will clap. The person will run up, get their stripe, and then we'll shake hands to end class. But anyway, is there's no telling when that's going to come. Like, there will be classes where I'm beating up on dudes that have uh, more stripes than me right in front of the professor. I'm like, all right, today's got to be my day. Like, I just submitted this dude with four stripes right in front of the professor and then he'll be like all right guys good training see you uh see you next week it's like <laughs> yeah. fuck man all right so um but anyway back to oh, wait I, I was gonna say i feel like that probably helps you though because i feel like that almost keeps your focus on the right things that there's really no yeah. like logical path to the next step because 100 you like see if you're like see like i gotta take these steps and these steps eventually once you light the end of the tunnel you're focused on i'm trying to get that as opposed to just like the fact that you don't know you're yeah. just going to keep focusing on your skills you're just like i just got to focus at some yeah. point like i'll just get 100%. it 100 as opposed to trying to like i just i feel like you shortchange yourself yeah you see so my first like two or three months i was i was sort of obsessive over just focusing on the promotions like that it was almost to the point where that's why i was doing it to get the accolades right and then i realized there's that's the that's the wrong way to go about it and that's also not why i'm doing this like i i i could be a white belt for years if i'm getting better each day i don't care you know what i mean right As, i'm still going to be deadly with my fucking submissions yeah. so if you don't want to promote me but i'm getting better every day fine i don't care right. you know what i mean so the the focus is on just day by day and just be better than i was the previous day yeah and the the promotions will come so you know, don't, don't, right. It's not worth your mental it. energy to focus on it because yeah. you know anyone's going to come and then that forces yeah. you to have to focus on your skills. Yeah. So but I that being said, so, uh, I think it can vary school to school and person to person how quick the promotions are. And, it, but because the, the professors have 100% discretion, it also depends on their style. Like some professors are quick to give out promotions, other professors, are you know notorious for holding off for a long time they want their uh students to be more than ready for the next belt or whatever before they give out the promotion you know what i mean so they'll just wait on it right um but that being said i think the average is the low end is a year and the high end is two years damn two years um, because i think so there's five belts and if you train consistently, and by that I mean, you know, four days a week, um, I think the average to go from to black belt is 10 years. So I think that's two years per belt. That's true. That's actually. But I point. think. It probably gets longer the higher you go. Yeah, right? that's what I was going to say. So when you going from purple to brown probably takes a long ass time. And I'm pretty sure going from brown to black takes a really long fucking time. Because right. like what I was saying, how. Maybe you're ready, but they won't, they just will hold you at the belt you're at. I think that's very common at brown belt. Like there's a lot of brown belts that I see. Some of the brown belts teach the classes, but they'll be they'll compete in tournaments against black belts and and submit black belts in tournaments. But the you know the the black belts at the gym will just keep them at brown belts. Just say you know there's there's no point at that point. You're you're a deadly human being. What what more do you want? You want right. the black belt just to say. You got it. That's not yeah. the point. That's not the point of it. Yeah, that, but that's what people want. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know exactly what you want. Yeah. That being said, I better get my fucking blue belt this year. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, McGregor, any yeah. last thoughts on that? Uh, I thought it was sick. I, I, I was very nervous. We were talking about this before the fight. It was like nervous. Like, is he going to, because he looked, he was so humble in the press conferences and stuff before the fight. And it was like such a different version of him that we haven't really seen. He's like the cocky shit talker that he is. He was just very humble. And so we were nervous. Like, where's his head at right now? Is he going to, is he going to get his fucking ass kicked in his first fight? Cause if so, his career is done. Yeah. He's and, done. No, you're saying that yeah. he lost done like over. But um, no hype anymore. But yeah, it was crazy to see. It, Forty seconds, it did, like the, he didn't even get touched. He didn't it, get hit. Yeah, it couldn't have gone better. He didn't get hit. They were saying, well, a few things. I because I watched a bunch of interviews afterwards. His coach, he said it afterwards, and his coach uh, John Cavanaugh both said in the very beginning he runs at him and he tried to do like almost a Superman punch. Yeah, swung and missed, but then connected on a knee. Yeah, he said it was he more did like his hip. Yeah. I mean his uh, his thigh. thigh. But he said he did that intentionally. Yeah, because. He McGregor was saying how Cerrone oftentimes when guys go for that he ducks it yeah. and tries to go for the takedown so yeah. he was prepared like oh he's gonna try and duck it and try to knee him and then yeah. Coach Cavan his coach was like yeah I can't believe mid air he switched from a punch to a knee yeah so like that was crazy then he did the shoulder moves which was nuts that they yeah. said they planned everyone's fucking talking about that now <laughs> and I saw Chael Sonnen who's like a uh, legendary like UFC fighter was saying he was comparing it to like. He was saying like what happens is he, Connor broke his nose of the shoulder, but he was saying how he broke he broke Cerrone's nose of the shoulder. No way! Yeah, I didn't know that. But he was saying like he's like I don't. He was speculating that it's not the damage necessarily that the shoulders were doing; it's how unexpected it was. And for yeah. fighters, a lot of times, if something happens that they're not prepared for, it just uh, really it takes them off, them off their game, yeah. and they kind of like get all like yeah. discombobulated and shit. Like, you was saying how that happened to Tyson. I forget who he said Tyson was fighting. He said Tyson was fighting somebody. It was like the first loss when his career started uh, to go down yeah, yeah, and was, the dude was headbutting was him. He said the guy was headbutting him and then after the fight, Tyson was like bitching about, he kept headbutting me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was like freaking out about it and it wasn't that the headbutting was doing damage. It just like, he thought that was dirty and yeah. it just like took him off his well, game. Was, he throws you off your for focus. I mean, yeah, that's that the biggest, to, the mental part is the biggest part of the, the fight. Right. And he was speculating that happened to Cerrone. Then Cerrone got the kick to the face and then just got the shit beat out of him. Yeah. But I wish, I think it's almost bad though. I kind of wish McGregor had more of a fight. More, more time in the octagon. More time and just yeah. took a couple shots. Because it's like in, in football, I always yeah. say like in football, you kind of needed to get hit once to be like, all right, I'm in the game. Yeah. So I feel like it's hard to be like, yeah, I was really into that fight when you just like whooped on a guy. Yeah, for that makes sense. A, less than a minute. I feel like that's the same across all sports. That's why, you know, the focus increases later in the games because you really get into it. You know what I mean? Right. It, like, it pulls you in to the point where you're you're fucking locked in right? you always like every sport the first play of the game or you know the the very beginning of the game you got you have the jitters a little bit and you got to get the jitters out you know what i mean i imagine that's the same in in fighting but yeah it's I, it's hard he also, didn't get past the jitters he didn't it's hard for us to be able to gauge like how like good he actually is like is he really yeah. that back like how much has he improved his skills like yeah he looked great but is it was he great or yeah. just Cerrone shit a brick like i don't know I, dude i don't care i i love him I, yeah i love it, him like i'm so hyped like, yeah i, I, don't I was having understand. a panic attack before that fight. Yeah. i was freaking out the mcgregor haters i i don't really understand like there was a dude so we were at the bar watching the fight and i was sitting at the bar 
and to my left, uh, a girl was sitting and maybe her boyfriend or something was standing right behind her, but he was this fucking beta male loser. And, uh, I like pre fight, like McGregor's face popped on the TV screen and she asked him, or, or he's, he was like, boo. And she turned and she's like, Oh, do you like him? Like, like she had no clue. And he was like, he was like, no, he's such a fucking like arrogant, like, uh, you know, loser. Like he's just a bad person. Like he's such a douchebag. I'm like, dude, you sound like a fucking loser right now. Man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what dude. do you mean? Like that, that's a projection in my, like, that's how I perceive it. It's like, you're fucking jealous because that's not you. Yeah. You wish you could act like that. Connor also always shows people respect post fight, except for Khabib. But like yeah. in most situations, like he'll talk a lot of shit. Then once it's over, he's super respectful of yeah. his opponent. Which is- I understand if you're. It's one thing to like not be a McGregor hardo because like some M- McGregor has those followers that are hardos. You know what I mean? Right. That are like fucking like obsessive. But I understand if you're not that. But to to go all the way just to say to be a hater, like I don't understand that. I don't. I don't. I try not to hate on any people that are six more successful than I am. You know what I mean? Except like, Eminem. <laughs> no, I, dude, you're the one hating on Eminem. That's not me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know. It was funny. All right. So we live to see another day. Who do you think he fights? Last, last thing that we're moving on. Uh, who, who do you, who do you predict? Masvidal? That's is, that, is that it? Yeah. He's, he's not going to fight Khabib next. No. 100% no. I think there's just too much of a layoff. Like He said he, he wanted to fight Tony Ferguson. He said he'd be down to fight Masvidal. Yeah, I mean, he's, he said he wanted to fight everyone. His coach said he'd rather him fight Justin Gaethje. That's not a sexy fight. That would be yeah. a good fight, but he doesn't have the name recognition. I yeah. think it's going to be Masvidal. I agree. That Dude, that would be a big That'd money be a fight, fight, man. Because yeah. Masvidal is like of the most popular fighters he it, didn't Dana White said 2019 goes to Masvidal, right? Yeah, he was like yeah. fighter of the year for sure. Um, he said he would fight Nate Diaz again for a third time. He said, That'd be sweet. I don't think that's gonna happen yet either. Yeah, um, I don't know, but it should be some good UFC to come. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, should we? You you got to fill me in on on this next one. Uh, some of the MLB shit you want to talk about? Uh, the we talked about this. Astros stealing signs, so like the, yeah. they fired the manager. They fired the the Astros fired the manager and the GM because they were suspended for a year because of that. The Mets actually fired their manager. They just hired Carlos Beltran, yeah, because he was involved. He was even going to get suspended, but they just didn't want the cloud over the organization, yeah. so they fired him. But so the the news I think came out the day after we recorded last week, but they were talking about how like before it was just they were stealing signs using a camera and they were hitting trash cans and depending on like how many times they hit it, that told the batter what the pitch was. Wow. So that's what they first were reporting, but then the reports started coming out that they that some of the players were using buzzers. So they had like buzzers taped to their chest where someone could send a signal to them and depending on how many like buzzes they, they got, they buzz. knew the pitch. That's that's wild. Dude, that is like serious That's cheating. That's next level shit. That is next level cheating. So, but this is one of those things, like if someone's doing it, everyone's doing it. Yes. And that's exactly what I would, dude, I get in so many fights with people. Everyone is doing that shit. Yeah. And they're definitely not the only team. Yep. They're just the ones who got caught. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, if, that's always how it goes, man. Dude, it's always how it goes. Because it becomes a thing like, 
if you're in if you're in that circle, whatever it may be, in this case it's it's the MLB. If you're in it, you know what everyone's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like some so, some players have said that guys kind of knew that the Astros have been doing this for years. Like yeah. there's just it was just being kept under the radar by MLB. But right. they, they but were that, aware then it becomes a point be like you on. hear other people doing it, it's like well, fuck, Why aren't what, I if, do if we're going to compete, we got to do this. The right. same thing with steroids. Like, yeah. everyone's fucking doing it. So if right. you don't do it, you can't compete. So you got to fucking do it. Right. It's just, it's just, it's crazy. People from the outside looking in at these things are always like, oh, like, no, like, these people don't cheat. These people don't do yeah. that. Like, dude, you're not looking at it from, it's like, imagine in the workplace, if somebody, if a coworker was doing something that technically is against whatever rules of conduct at your office. Yeah. And say your bosses were aware that the person was doing this, but did it, but let them do it because it increased their productivity. So mm-hmm. then let's say now their productivity is through the roof and now they're getting promotions over you. Yeah. Are you going to sit there and be like, no, but like it's against the rules, so I'm not going <laughs> to do it. And you're going to get shafted while that person gets a leg up on you in the organization. Yeah. Shut up. No, you're not. You're yeah. going to do exactly what they're doing because you know they're getting away with it. Yep. You know it's being swept under the rug and you know it's leading to them having increased productivity and getting an advantage over you. Right. You don't want them to have that advantage. You're going to do the same thing. So everyone is always like high and mighty from the outside looking in like, oh, like I can't believe people do steroids. I can't believe these yeah. teams cheated, blah, blah, blah. Like shut up, You dude. would do the same thing. Yeah, like stop acting like you're above that. You would do the same exact shit. Yeah. Like I think, and I think it's a high percentage. Like I would say at least 75% of people would be in the same boat. Yeah. Like I think in to some degree, everyone's always bending the rules, especially in sports. The people are always doing something to get an advantage. Yeah. Even if it's not direct against the rules, if it's bending the rules somewhat, like you'd be stupid not to. It's their livelihood. Right. That's how they get paid. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, if the sport doesn't work out, they don't have skills to do shit else. Mm-hmm. And their career is short-lived. It's not something they could do forever. So they got to maximize how much money they can make. Yep. They don't have many other options outside of it. So you really think they're going to be like, oh, well, I don't know. Like it's against yeah. my integrity. <laughs> Fuck that. They're going to do it. So it's like, if you like, there's guaranteed a lot of other teams are doing the same shit. Yeah. Steroids. Sure. Most guys are Was doing it? steroids. I bet most guys are still doing steroids. And, and yeah. And, and if not steroids, some something. shit that's borderline steroids, right. like some, something, something that they should not be taking. Some that's type them a of needle advantage. is going in their ass. Yeah, some kind of competitive <laughs> advantage. Actually, um, dude, you know what really broke my heart? What? So you're Mike Piazza. You're yeah, Piazza. Yeah, yeah, dude, my childhood hero. Yeah, childhood hero. Like I cried when he got into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I was at when the Mets inducted them into their Hall of Fame at that yeah. game. I cried then. Like my fucking that's beautiful, hero. Man. When I played MLB the show, like whatever year it was. I would Piazza batted cleanup. I would intentionally try to get a single with the first three guys so Piazza could hit a grand slam. And I would quit the game and keep restarting it if Piazza <laughs> did not get a grand slam. Yeah, I can see like, that's four, how much I love. Fourteen year old you doing but that. Anyway, <laughs> no, before I was fourteen, oh. like younger than that. But Piazza, <laughs> he was getting. They changed the Mets spring training facility. Like the they trained the changed the address to Piazza Way or some thirty one Piazza Way or something like mm-hmm. that. So then they interviewed him and he, dude, it breaks my heart to say this because I love him, but he was like, oh my God, like in my day, this would never happen. This is a shame. This is a black guy on baseball and they take care of this. Like my era, this would never happen. What, the steroids? You no, s- the, the Astros cheating thing with the buzzers and oh, shit. Oh, oh. Bro, everyone was yeah. doing steroids when yeah, you played. Yeah. Shut up. And some- that's or, just an old timer thinking that dude, his era was better than bro, the new era. Old man yelling at clouds. Just like we max. think the rap from our 
childhood is better than the rap today. Right, exactly. Every, everyone thinks that their eras was the best. Dude, but then there were <laughs> even like uh, former coaches and players from like the 80s saying that the sign stealing thing, that people were doing it in the 80s, like really? with cameras and shit. Wait, so how does it work exactly? You just, the team secretly has a camera on the other team. In like teams. center field on the catcher. And then oh, and, they're, and they're zooming in and picking up and the they're signs. zooming in picking up the signs and then matching them to the pitches that come yeah and, and then, then fi- and then deciphering the language right so then in the in the case of the buzzer so it'd be like one buzz a fastball two buzz a curveball three buzzes a changeup so then they're seeing it in real time and then someone's yeah. buzzing that batter like oh this pitch is coming when they did the trash cans it'd be like you'd hear the yeah. one bang was fastball two bangs was like a, so a the the thing the thing about cheating. If if both sides are doing it, they're even. That's true. It's it's not like one has an advantage if they're both doing. I'm I'm just like, playing I, devil's like, advocate. It's like the same. Like everyone's doing steroids. Like all right, well, it's even. <laughs> right. There's different degrees. Like I bet the Astros were probably the worst offenders. Yeah. But every team was doing something that, by definition, is against the rules and giving them an yeah. un, quote unquote unfair competitive advantage. If you yeah. think. Otherwise, your team is dumb. Like I'd be, I would be mad if my team wasn't doing something like that. I would. Because why aren't you trying to win? You're letting every other team do that shit, and you're just sitting there being the dumbasses. Like trying. That's the that's the annoying thing is, is, you know, by default you don't want to cheat. You know, you want to you want an honest victory. You know, I mean, that's where you could take the most pride in an honest victory. But it the the question becomes: All right, well, if all of your opponents are fucking cheating. Are you gonna not cheat? You know, right. like, if, you, you're gonna fucking lose if you're in a class in college, and and they're not getting caught. Then right. it's like, all right, I, I gotta do this. It's like imagine if you're in a in a class in college, you're taking a test, and everyone in the class is cheating and working together, and they're not supposed to. Like in Gettysburg, the code right. of conduct, the code of conduct or the honor code, the professors couldn't be in the rooms during tests. The oh. professors had to leave the room during test, and it was and like you had to sign in the honor pledge. The, and the students had to like snitch on each other. Essentially, yeah, I've heard of that but shit. Imagine if you're in a class, you're taking a test, and every single person in the class is cheating, but you is cheating that you yeah. see, and it's on a true curve. So you're graded based on your Bro. performance versus everyone else. Are you, your two options are or three options? A, you do what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. B, you try to do it without cheating, like the only dumbass in the class. Or three, you snitch on everyone. Yeah. If, if you're playing that sport, it's you're not going to snitch on people because yeah. you don't want to be that guy who'll get shunned out of the league. You're an idiot if you're the only one playing by quote unquote the rules and everyone else doing their thing. You're going to cheat mm-hmm. like everyone else, and that's it. Yeah, that's human nature. And there's nothing. I don't even think there's anything wrong with it. Well, what? Clarify. You don't think there's anything wrong with what exactly? I think with with because I think I like I don't cast judgment. I think it's definitely wrong. Like in this situation, the Astros definitely crossed the line. Yeah. But I think if you're gonna tell me in general, like, do I have that much of an issue with teams like doing things to give themselves an advantage? And that, like, I don't because I think it's human nature when you see your competitors all doing the same thing. You're yeah. gonna try and get that same advantage as them, so it's just like well, so I think it's if it, a natural human thing. Whether it's right or wrong, I think most people in that situation only, would do it. The only way it would really bother me is if a team won, and that's what happened because the of it, won. and the opponents were not winning. That's what happened. The Astros, sorry, the opponents were not cheating. Right, the Astros um, did that and won the year. One of the years they were, and, yeah. the, and the Red Sox cheated one year, and that year they won the World Series. So, so. yeah, that only bothers me if the opponents were not cheating. 
Because then it's like, you fucking cheated. Right. Obviously. Well, that, I mean, it's not, what are you going to take pride in your cheating win? You fucking loser. Right. You know what I mean? But if everyone, it, it, the only thing that matters is everyone on the same level playing field. If it matters and whatever everyone's right. doing doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm but, almost going to like, I'm almost going to backtrack a little bit. Cause like the Astros, this, this situation in particular, it is bad just cause it's like. Cause they won. No, it's just like they're. I don't know, like the act of putting someone like it's like someone's where they're not supposed to be. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like it's almost what, I, like the cameraman you're talking about. Yeah. Like yeah. if you were doing something where it's like you're not supposed to videotape the other team and yeah. say someone in the dugout or in the bullpen was videotaping. Uh-huh. It's almost like you're cheating. But you're you're just trying to be you're sly. where you're supposed to be. You're trying yeah, to be yeah, sly. Yeah. What the Astros did you're or affirmatively doing, taking someone and putting them right, like you're putting them somewhere at a vantage point that you wouldn't normally have. Like yeah, if you yeah. have like a vantage point and you use the technology, it's still wrong. But you're not like were they doing this just at home games? I guess where yeah, they, like where dude, had, and if you look at their stats, all the guys' stats were way better <laughs> at home than away. Like it's yeah, so so yeah. so when when that's the case, then yeah that. That's fucked because it's like, you know. It's definitely fucked. It's all fucked. But I, my my overall arching point is just that I think most cases people are doing to varying degrees something similar. Yeah. That's really what I'm saying. But it's yeah. still fucked. I still think it's wrong. Yeah. Obviously. I feel you. Yeah. Can I, yeah, go can I bring up real yeah, quick the Delante it. West video? Do it. Because so my roommate sent me because I'm, I'm not on social media. So I don't get anything i don't see anything unless my friends send me shit so my friend out of the blue sends me this video and tells me it's delante west i open the video delante west former nba player yeah. played with lebron for most of his career and he, he was on that epic saint joe's team with jameer nelson uh that went to the final four yes um and there, I open this video and it's a dude with like his shirt off or whatever sitting on the curb looking like homeless and fucked up on drugs like screaming incoherent Nonsense, shit that didn't yeah. make sense and I right away I was like this is not Delante West and I, I literally looked at the dude's tattoos and I looked up Delante West tattoos yeah. on Google and matched it up I was like that's fucking Delante West how does a human get to that level dude, that's a, from, honestly, from what he was at to that that's sad. That's man. so sad. That's dude. so sad. So sad. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things too where it's like people, like mental illness is hot in the street. I gotta be careful how I say this. Mental illness is hot in the streets. Like, yeah. as in, a, like, that's a big topic of conversation. People like, I have like depression, I have anxiety, I have like these things, like people claiming to have mental issues. Like, dude, that's like, if you haven't seen the video, that's, yeah. that's a meant like that's like a serious. That, that and it's is, crazy that people will be like, you can go, you like you like if you or I were like I'm depressed or I have anxiety and like we would just go to the doctor and they would just throw pills at us. But then you have somebody like that, and nobody yeah, has stepped in to help like, them to the he, point he, where he gets homeless. And, he looked schizophrenic or yeah, something. Yeah, definitely something yeah. like that. But so what's the story? He's he just got really bad into drugs when he stopped playing basketball. I don't even I have no idea if it's a drugs. Like I literally don't know. Well, I think if I read something. I, I, I think I read something that uh who was it? His brother or brother-in-law, someone in his family or close to him said that he had 
mental health issues his entire life, but uh, he also had like drug abuse problems. But I don't even remember when he stopped playing basketball or like he's kind of like disappeared. How almost. his career yeah. ended? Yeah, because I remember he was on the Cavs, right, with LeBron. So that's how I knew. Oh, yeah, Delonte West is still around playing basketball. He was kind of nice too. He was good. He had yeah. that lefty jumper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then he just sort of disappeared and I completely forgot about him. Um, then there've been videos popping up and things of people taking videos of a dude like walking around. I don't know if he's in Texas. I forget where he is. He's like roaming the streets and they're like, yeah, it's Delonte West. People were like, is it? I can't tell. And then this video came out and like, okay, all those videos were definitely Delonte West. Yeah. Cause it was him. Like that's crazy. Yeah. It's like, dude, I don't know how that happens. I don't know. I don't, it's crazy. Like if you're someone who's gotten to the level that he got, I mean, you, you, what you played division one college basketball, you got to the NBA, you made money because you were playing in the NBA. You had, you had to have had somewhat of a support system around you just because you're involved with a team. So you have teammates, you have coaches. I'm not saying those people are like family, but it seems like if you could get to that type of level, you would have enough of a support system to not let that happen. You know what I mean? Like and, it's almost like like you really got to to try to throw everything away that you have in order to get to that level. And he was definitely showing signs during his career. You know what I mean? Like you were saying some of his family says something like, "Dude, there's no way people that knew him really well that they didn't see any signs of him having any type of issue at all." And it's kind of crazy how like nobody from any team he was on had ever stepped in at any point during his career. Cause he, yeah. de- he had like, there's no way you go from seeming totally fine and nothing wrong to that. Like yeah. you had some kind of issues leading for up sure. to it. For sure. And like even Marsh, I just watched a thing actually before you got here, Marshawn Lynch at some conference thing. I think it was in Brooklyn talking about how like the NFL teams don't give a shit about the players. And like yeah. how many guys come through and yeah. like what happens to them when they're not playing. Cause Kind of like what I was saying before, they don't have any other skills outside of football, and like yeah. the teams don't really give a shit about them. It's all about the money. They're just so, pawns, dude. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of pawns. Like, dude, that the fact that that can happen to somebody, and not just like some random dude in a league, like somebody who was a big part of a successful team. Yeah, like you would think almost you would treat those guys with like favorably. Yeah. So you would think if like, oh, one of my better players has a mental issue, I'm going to make sure it's taken care of. The fact that like they didn't care probably because he was playing fine. It wasn't, if it's not affecting his play, they're like, whatever, he's fine. Like, it's kind of sad. Yeah. It's sad that at no point somebody didn't, maybe they did try, like maybe they did and he just wasn't accepting of it. But I find it hard to believe that he showed no signs and like was getting help at some point. And like, that's still, I don't know. I just feel like something slipped through the cracks in some way. Must've, I mean, to end up there from where he was to, to this. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. Anyway, prayers for Delonte West. Prayers for Delonte West. I see people better. tweet it. He'll probably get help now because yeah. it went viral. People are all tweeting that they want to help him. So I feel like yeah. somebody will maybe finally do something to help him. But yeah. But it's also sad that just because he's famous now, like he's the one who gets help. But like maybe people in New York City like that, that are nobody's, like they weren't NBA players, but they're like that. And people just, they're not going to get that help just because yeah. he was famous. Like, yeah. Which is kind of sad too. Yeah, that's true. All right, we're not right. we're not ending this well. We need something. Yeah, so let's, end let, let's talk way. about this lawsuit because this is this is hilarious. Yeah, this is actually a good thing to end on. <laughs> so, do you want me to do it? Or you want to do it? You well, I'll just do? say because I don't I don't know the details, but apparently a deaf 
deaf, like can't hear, D-E-A-F. A deaf man sued Pornhub because they apparently didn't have um, subtitles on all of their porn videos. And because he couldn't hear, he felt discriminated against because he couldn't he couldn't see what was going on in the subtitles. <laughs> there was uh, <laughs> there's some you should know this. Wait, oh wait, oh. all right. This is the this is the best part. So there's it so he did the lawsuit because there were certain videos, not even all, like I guess there's some law that all videos need to have closed captioning. They need to have like the subtitles you could turn on. Mm-hmm. And he found certain videos supposedly that didn't have it. So in the lawsuit, he had to put the names of the videos <laughs> that didn't have the subtitles. You have the names? So yes, I just Let's found go. it. So the one, I think it's two videos. One is <laughs> hot mom, don't listen. Hot step aunt babysits disobedient nephew. And the other <laughs> one is, uh, or there's three. Sexy cop gets witness to talk. And <laughs> this last one is, these actually aren't that bad. Daddy 4K. Allison comes to talk about money to her boys. Naughty father. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Allison comes to talk about money to her boys' naughty father. So those videos, so if you're trying to watch those Dude, videos, they don't have subtitles for your reference. I mean, I'm just imagining <laughs> the clerk in the court where these uh, <laughs> pleadings were filed is, is that's probably such, they're probably so entertained in that office. They're, they're, they're getting this complaint and they see, Oh, we got a juicy one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you can sue for anything. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I don't hate, I don't hate the move. I don't hate uh, the move to sue because you can it, like if there's a loophole, I, although what, what do you even sue for? It definitely says like he's seeking damages. And, does it say? Uh, yeah, he's seeking damages on the on what grounds? And I don't he, know. He, discrimination. Yeah, I guess discrimination against um, deaf people. But I don't. I don't know how that would work exactly because you can like your constitutional rights apply to um, like state actors and government, like government. Right. It's a private organization technically. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I wonder, I'm sure the lawyer is getting creative. If you're the lawyer that's taking this case, like you gotta be a gunner. You gotta be confident that, to some degree that you could win though. You wouldn't take it if you were like, there's no but chance. It's one of those lawyers that wants to be a famous lawyer. Yeah. Cause you're, you're taking for the clout. You're taking these, you know, big name. Or- yeah. But does that really work? Cause it's like, it goes viral once everyone laughs about it. Then no one gives a shit about it after that. So does that really help you get your name out there that much? Well, the, like in, the, in the regular public, don't remember it, but in the legal community and in, in his circle, professional circle, yeah, but he's not a clown. Like, I feel like you're more of a clown than anything else. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some people certainly have that opinion. Like, uh, what what was Stormy Daniels' lawyer's name? Avin, he's a famous guy. I forget. But yeah, so there are lawyers like that that want to take these high profile or or newsworthy cases because their lawyers want to be famous. Yeah, you know what I mean. They want to be the famous hotshot lawyer. Right. So yeah, I'm sure there are other lawyers that think this guy's a fucking clown, man. Like, but then I'm sure there are other lawyers like. I would do it too, shit. Yeah. Dude, you, <coughs> but it's like, I remember I did an internship in an insurance brokerage and I remember the woman who was my mentor, she was talking about like, 
she's she talked about like how certain things have these very obvious warnings but the reason is because at some point somebody sued and yeah. it's like you need to have like no matter how like cough like coffee you have to have like caution it's hot even yeah. though you should know it's hot but because like one time someone spilled and it was hot and burned themselves or like, oh, I didn't know the coffee was hot. You could say that. She said there was a literal. She told me two that were literal cases that she. Oh, was like that McDonald's to. coffee case? Yeah. Where she spilled on her lap. But, but there are two other ones. There was one where someone stuck their hand in a lawnmower when it was on and cut their hand up and sued in one because there was no warning explicitly on the lawnmower saying don't stick your hand in it when the thing's spinning isn't and you that, cut your hand isn't off. Isn't that crazy? And then another one was uh, autopilot in a car. The per- It didn't explicitly say in the manual that autopilot isn't like self-driving. You still have to steer. So like the person doesn't understand that. So it had to explicitly say like, no, this isn't like self a self-driving car. Like, yeah, ex- so that. Yeah. Someone sued and like did that suit and won. So it's like no matter how stupid it may seem and obvious it is, you have to do that because like anyone will sue you. Yeah, and those they're the, those are strict liability uh, torts. So it's like even if you didn't mean to, you know, even if you weren't negligent, you're you're liable no matter right, what. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Inadequate warning. That's that's one of them. Uh, manufacturing defects, um, design defects, and inadequate warnings are the three strict liability for for products um yeah that's hilarious so every every warning you see on anything is probably the result of a lawsuit yeah there's yeah. a lawsuit at some point and that's why yeah. it's there <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's because it's just like oh shit we got to cover our ass with it you got like a, a every time you put a product out on the market you got to check all the boxes like all right we, we got to warn for this 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 and that we got to cover our asses for right, you to say like don't eat this thing that's like very obvious you shouldn't eat but like because someone ate at one time and yep. <laughs> don't put batteries in your mouth right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't eat the batteries yeah uh, all right should we cut it uh yeah yeah i think i'm good all right big shouts share it with a friend yeah this is good. I feel good. I still feel in a good mood. Let's still go. Still feel positive vibes. Dude, let's fucking keep Dude, that momentum going. Keep bro. it going. Momentum it's gonna all week. It's going to last this whole week. It's going to go into the weekend. Right. It's coming out Thursday. So just let that momentum ride into the yeah. weekend. All right. Let's go. See ya. Peace.